Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, I've got for you one of the very best nuclear revenge stories that I've come across. This one takes place back in World War II, and it's one of the most original stories that I've read. Imagine being in a position where everyone thinks you've passed away during the war, and therefore they build new homes on your land, and then from out of nowhere, you just rock up and say, what's going on here? Well, that is exactly what happens in this story of revenge. Town forced to bulldoze new development after building on land they don't own. Hi Reddit, I've got one gem of a story that my grandfather told me about his hometown after he came home from World War II. It has to do with a tree farmer, a corrupt mayor, and over 20 homes getting bulldozed. Enjoy. At the end of World War II, thousands of troops were heading home, starting new families, and wanted to move out of the city. There was a major housing boom all around the country. People couldn't move out of the cities fast enough, and developers could not build homes fast enough. There was a ton of money to be made in the construction business, which led to some underhand building practices. One such practice was starting construction before the land acquisition was finalized. Enter my grandfather. After serving as a pilot during the war, he came home to a very different town. When my grandfather went off to fight in 1942, the town that he described leaving was tired and worn down. But to his amazement, the town he saw stepping off the train in 1948 was anything but. Newly paved roads, a traffic light, and new homes. New homes that just went on and on. He actually got lost on his way back to the family farm due to the new main town road being rerouted while he was away. But what took him by surprise the most was the new development being built on his childhood friend John's tree farm. This was surprising to him, mainly because he knew how much the farm meant to John and his family. The farm went back at least two generations, but my granddad just guessed that the developer made John's family an offer too good to refuse. However, that thought was shot down later that evening during his welcome home dinner back home. It was my great grandmother that tipped him off that something was off. He couldn't recall exactly what she said, but it was something along the lines of, oh, I just wish John was still alive to be here. My granddad nearly choked, not because of the news, but because John was not dead. He was still in Hawaii. My granddad had gotten a postcard from him not but four days before. It turns out that while John was off in the Navy fighting in the Pacific Theater, John's dad had suffered a stroke and passed away. And his mother passed away less than a week later from a broken heart. More than likely, John was never informed of their passing. And now, 20 plus homes were being built on their land. My granddad about ran out of the house, jumped in his father's Model T, and raced down into town to send one bombshell of a telegraph to John in Hawaii. John, your folks passed. Farm now being built on their land. Come quick, granddad. My granddad never got a response back. He figures that John must have fainted from shock, then jumped up and ran to the Navy base to get on the first boat home. 
because he was back home in less than four days and he was mad According to my grandpa when he burst through the doors of the mayor's office Everyone in the room looked like they were about to drop dead The poor desk clerk was fumbling over his words trying to talk to john Then the mayor came out of his office to see what all the commotion was about as soon as he saw john He went white as a sheet then ran back into his office and locked the door Getting nowhere at the mayor's office john went to the next town over and hired a lawyer What followed was a seven-year court case that ended in the mayor being sentenced to eight years in jail and the developer going bankrupt It turns out that after john's parents passed away John wasn't able to be contacted for some reason and was just assumed dead So when an out-of-state developer wants to build homes in the area The mayor just permitted them to start building on john's farm for a hefty kickback of course also because of john's lawsuit the developer couldn't finish the pre-sold homes which ended up in more lawsuits in the end the mayor and the developer and the town ended up having to pay john close to forty-five thousand dollars in total that's over seven hundred and fifty-two thousand dollars today and then the farm had to be returned to its prior condition to say john was happy would be a vast understatement today john's tree farm is a nature reserve and the story of the corrupted mayor is all but forgotten except for by a few locals john passed away in 1999 and my granddad has been back to his hometown a few times to visit his grave and to check on the old tree farm and there we go how about that for a story to kick off today's episode that was nothing short of sensational i absolutely love that one of course it completely serves this corrupt mayor right i do feel like it's a little bit harsh on the property development company the mayor of the town has literally told them they can do this and now they're the ones that are having to pay the price for it as well as the mayor himself it's a little bit tough on them however for john and his family this is just quite cool isn't it like you get your farm restored obviously it's lost some of that originality of course but then you also get in today's money three quarters of a million dollars i mean i know which one i'd rather can you imagine being john in this situation by the way you know just chilling in hawaii cocktail in hand and he gets this note through yeah by the way everyone thinks you're dead uh, and also your parents are dead uh, it's a pretty crazy message to receive you also have no home anymore yeah i'd probably get back as quickly as i could as well now for our next story of nuclear revenge fire me for speaking up enjoy going out of business many years ago i worked at an automotive repair shop that was owned by a very nasty person This person actually had two shops that he ran and the best way I can describe him was as a tyrant Both shops had cameras and he would watch us work from the comfort of his home If he saw something he didn't like such as taking a five-minute smoke break or not sweeping for half a minute during downtime Or if he just wanted to bust balls, he would call the shop and harass us or better yet at times show up and harass us in person in addition he would regularly berate us for no reason threatened to not pay us because the shops weren't busy and would have an absolute meltdown if you dared question his authority it was spectacular in the worst of ways after working for him for a few months and dealing with his shenanigans and getting sick of pointless arguments with him i started reconsidering my employment there around the same time the owner decided to move me from one shop to the other really for no reason other than to likely try and push me out as that was what he did with the few people that i'd already worked with odd coincidence being that i hadn't discussed my thoughts of leaving with anyone but i digress i genuinely disliked the idea of working at this other shop it was older and a bit run down plus it was in a pretty terrible area with high crime but i wanted to line something up elsewhere before i jumped ship so i made the move 
This is where the beginning of the end started for old Mr. Owner. Once I got settled into the new shop, I got to talking with my fellow technicians. As it turns out, the owner was unsurprisingly a racist scumbag, and every single one of the employees at this location, aside from me, was African-American. I'll spare the details, but let's just say it's a miracle that the owner came into the shop, said what he said, and walked out breathing. In addition, he would regularly send people home with no pay for the day, just to be a jerk. Wow. This went on for weeks. Him coming by, being nasty to all of us, and I was just over it, and was just about to leave as I'd lined up other employments. The other techs were also over it. I went to give the owner my two-week notice via phone, discreetly, which I should have known wasn't a great idea, and instead of discussing it like a human, he decided to come down and talk face-to-face. Well, our friend was so incensed that I put my notice in that he forced me to clock out and go home. And also forced two other techs who decided to stand up for me to do the same I decided that i'd had enough of this guy's trash and that not only did he deserve to have some kind of reciprocation against him But the other techs deserve better than to continually be walked on So I filed a complaint with the department of labor and outlined everything within a few days They'd launched an investigation and of course the owner found out who filed the complaint and called the shop and gave me heck about it Stupidly though because the phones he had were on recorded lines. Guess who I had request to listen to that conversation in the end I was terminated by him prior to my two weeks being up as were the two techs who stood behind me I filed for unemployment which he fought me on by filing appeals with a judge then not showing up three times in a row This prompted the judge to bar him from requesting appeals against me and granting me full unemployment pay months later I got a written letter from him extending an apology and an offer to work for him again Two months later I got a letter from the dol saying that the investigation was closed and that he'd been found guilty of multiple charges And was barred from operating a shop or any other business in the state for several years. Wow, I must say, I did not see that curveball coming at the end. Just when he knew he was about to be in massive, massive legal trouble, he was like, you know what? I'm going to try one more time. Actually, do you want to come back and work for me? We had a great employee-employer relationship. I think we could amend this and get back to what we once were. I, that's, yeah, fair play for trying, mate. Fair play for trying, but uh, see you in the cells. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now for our final revenge story of this episode girl who played me ends up getting played by the dude She cheated on me with I am a 26 year old man and my ex a 24 year old female Let's call her maggie had been dating for about six months. The first five months were great We started off slow seeing each other once or twice a week for the first month I realized I really liked this girl after our fourth date She came back to my place that night and magic happened after that We started talking every day and I basically had zero desire to talk to any other woman I deleted my dating apps I cut contact with this other girl that i'd seen a couple of times right before I met maggie And I felt good that me and maggie had a good thing going Now I include these details as it's important to an incident that happens down the road for the next five months We went out every weekend spending almost every entire weekend together So one night after a night out having food and seeing a comedy show She's just in an awful mood 
There are about six comedians performing one after the other The first two came up and had that whole female dogs ain't trash blah 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 don't ever settle act It got laughs but not from me after a set immediately My girlfriend leaned over and asked what that was all about. I just shrugged and said he thinks negatively of women It's a comedy show. So take it with a grain of salt. She just said I know But then the whole of the rest of the show, she couldn't find anything funny. Fast forward to the second to last guy who had a funny story about his cheating ex, but no hatred in his voice. He seemed over it and did not badmouth her at all, especially compared to the first guy. Maggie wanted to leave after this, and I didn't object because I could tell she was not enjoying herself. The car ride home was absolute projecting at its finest. For 15 minutes, I was hit with accusations of finding misogyny to be okay and that I'm probably cheating on her because all men do it. While I was driving, I literally unlocked my phone and told her to look through my texts, but that wasn't enough. I dropped her off and she said we're finished and that she'd never seen this side of me before. I sat there shocked and at a loss for words. She got out and didn't turn back, just walked into her house. I'm not gonna lie, I cried on the drive home once I was out of her presence. It was that helpless feeling of thinking you did everything right, but realizing it's not gonna work. A month passes by and I sort of am over it. I'd reached out once, being ignored, and then the feelings dissipated gradually with no contact between us. Hindsight really is a female dog. Why didn't I see through the BS sooner? Fast forward to a Friday night where I'm just hanging with a couple of buddies. I get a call from an unknown number. I ignore it. Five minutes later, a text. Hey man, I think you and I should talk. You know Maggie. Well, I saw her text between you two and I think you're going to enjoy this. I could feel this grin coming across my face as I realized what was happening. I knew before he told me. I call him and he basically told me that she was playing both of us. Except this dude had a far worse end of the stick. I come to find out they've been married for two years and he was home in Brazil taking care of his dying mother for the last six months. Oh my God. Wow, I didn't expect that. He reassured me he was not mad at me and that he knew I was a good guy. I just felt bad for the guy at this point. Honestly, however bad OP must have been feeling at that stage, think about this other bloke caring for his dying mother in Brazil and then hear about this? Oh my word, your wife of all people. Goodness me. Here's the best part. He then explains to me that this past weekend, they drove in his registered car about six hours out of town for a concert and weekend getaway. At the concert, her phone died and he went to use the bathroom, in inverted commas. But actually, he slipped away, drove back home in his car and packed all her trash up out of their house. He then drove another 90 minutes to her parents' house, explaining the whole situation and dropped all her stuff there. He blocked her number after she demanded he pay for her flight home. Let's just say her parents aren't too proud of their daughter's decisions and have reached out to her husband numerous times, begging for his forgiveness. What a guy to reach out to me and share his delicious shenanigans. We're still friends. Wow. And there we go. What a way to end today's episode. That was a truly sensational story. That line about her being married for two years and her husband caring for his dying mother in Brazil for six months may just be one of the most shocking twists of a story I've ever heard. I just did not expect that. I thought the guy was going to call him and say, just so you know, you're being cheated on like with me. Just let you know. Not, oh, I'm actually her husband and I know what she's doing. (laughs) There you go. And that is the beauty of life. I guess, depending on which way you look at it. Guys, I'll tell you what else is beautiful. Subscribing to the channel. If you haven't done so already, hit this button down here. Also, as you can see, I post these episodes 
on every single podcast platform in the world. So if you, if you prefer not to watch me, which I would take personally, I really would, then uh, yeah, check them out on, on, on Apple, on Spotify. If you're new to the channel, hit the button, like, follow, watch some more right here or down in the description below. And I'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new Reddit story. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.